Hello, it is Wednesday, June 16th, 2021. What a show. Packed show today. Today, actually, kind of a banger. Yeah. We said yesterday, tomorrow's show is going to be big. It was. It kind of was. Yeah. We broke some news, had some good conversation, learned some things, went international again. I mean, mm -hmm. let's go, huh? Let's go. It was a great show today. If you like the show by the end of it, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Um, yeah, let's get into it. To be honest, it could be soccer today leading off, but the Euros stink. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, terrible. Okay. They stink. Cristiano Ronaldo, hell of a performance. Hey, Cristiano. Wow. Hell of a performance yesterday, Cristiano. Way to do Way it. to play soccer well. Hey, he had that penalty. Oh. He had that penalty, and then he scored another goal that was absolutely filthy. Dangles. The Euros is still happening right now, I believe. Uh, Russia and Finland are playing at 0-0, I think. Nah, yeah, maybe they one. just finished. They might have just... They just finished up Wales and someone else is on, right? Oh, yeah. Wales and Turkey's yeah, playing. Right. Right. Okay, so we'll keep our eye on that. We watched uh, France-Germany yesterday. Obviously, that was an absolute battle out there. Benzema back from a six-year suspension with the French national team due to a collusion situation happening behind the scenes. He had a big-time goal yesterday. They were so happy for him. Massive. Oh, they were so they were like, wee, wee. You know, Mbop yeah. in yep. the box. Oh, they yeah. were like, oh. no, no. Mbop, yeah, got murdered yeah. Uh, from behind, obviously. Mm -hmm. The internet said it was a clean tackle. I disagree. No, so, we watched it live. Yeah, we watched it live. RI seen it. And yeah. we did a VAR ourselves, which is their review system over there. And we seen it. Penalty. Pff, murdered. Come on. And then there was an offsides goal that happened. They got taken back. You know, excitement was there. And then it was taken back. Kind of soccer in general. Yeah. We will continue to watch the Euros because it's sports on the television. So it's much better than whatever else could be on the television. But the big story today on this Wednesday, June 16th, guess what? Hmm. Kevin Durant's all the way back. Yeah, he is. Hey, Kevin Durant is all the way back. Oklahoma City, obviously, fresh out of Texas. I got a chance to watch him at Texas. Obviously, West Virginia, there's a little bit of a tie in there. Not whenever I was there, but the West Virginia basketball team was good. So, obviously, I'm watching high-end college basketball. What Kevin Durant did in Texas was unbelievable. Incredible. Then when he goes to Oklahoma City, this guy's a guy. Yeah. Didn't really know much about him, though. Right, mm -hmm. had no tattoos, but then I heard he had all the tattoos. Yeah. They're like, no, no, actually, he is completely tatted. Chooses not to tat, uh, tat his arms for whatever reason. I'm like, oh, cool, interesting guy. Then you start hearing about his investments. Then you start hearing about the business and the burners and everything else. I'm like, is this the most interesting dude maybe walking this earth? The way he's built, his attitude, his intelligence, the way he can play. It is an anomaly alien type situation possibly in Oklahoma City. Then... Yeah. He decides to do the unthinkable. Oh, man. Oh, my God. He wants to win. <laughs> this guy fucking stinks, everybody says. <laughs> yeah. He goes to Golden State, absolutely lights it up alongside the Splash Brothers, becomes the guy, by the way. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. On that particular team. They win. They start a dynasty. Then it becomes the Hamptons house situation. Who wants Kevin Durant? He's injured. We don't know when he's going to come back. The Nets end up winning, and it's like, okay, Brooklyn is now the spot. We didn't get a chance to see it for a long time. And last night, without Kyrie Irving and a hampered James Harden, mm -hmm. who, by the way, was still pissed about everything. Yeah. Hey, listen, I'm not making shots, all right? I'm not really doing much tonight because I'm not really fully all the way back. Maybe next game I'll be all the way back or whatever. I was able to bounce out of adult ballets fresh onto a Brooklyn Nets court and look very good, although they thought I was fat in Houston at the beginning of the season. Very. He was not all the way back last night missing something. He was still bitching, though. Oh, yeah. Hey, he was still That's motivated. And he was still leading. those refs, I mean, <laughs> and they were getting full from James Harden and he was walking off. Great 
Hey, great braid, mm-hmm. great twist. He was twisted yeah. up very. That probably hurt, by the way, to happen. I, I don't know. I've I've got it done in my hair one time. It hurt like hell. Beard was obviously flawless. Wasn't his best game though. So guess who we need? Aside from Green, twenty-seven points. Yeah. Hey, Kevin Durant, you're gonna have to do it tonight. I think Steve Nash even told him, like, hey, listen. Kyrie, you saw what happened to his ankle on that big dumbass G uh, foot the other night. He's mm-hmm. down. He's out, dude. James, we saw him earlier today. He can barely run. We had him questionable just an hour ago. He's playing just strictly because we don't have enough guys to put on the court. You're going to have to do it tonight. And he did. Early, it wasn't great. I don't think early he wasn't as dominant. But in the second half, in late in that game, after being down a lot to Milwaukee, mm-hmm. that show that Kevin Durant put on put us right back into a couple years ago whenever he was on the Golden State Warriors, right back into whenever he was at Texas thinking this guy could be the guy. He proved last night once again that he is maybe the most electrifying point scorer that basketball has had in a long... Even if he's over at fucking Rucker Park. You remember at Rucker Park, he, he, he... I think he might have scored 70 points that mm-hmm. night on every single person that in was there. Row. He has like that savage mentality, oh, yeah. both on and off the court. That was awesome to watch last night. I also enjoyed watching James Harden do James Harden whenever mm-hmm. he wasn't scoring like James Harden or doing anything like James Harden. I like that Nets team. I know a lot of people hate them, uh, but I'm happy to see that they're not going to be gone by any means. I think Kevin Durant's going to go ahead and strap them right onto their back right now. Easily. And he played every single minute. Like He didn't come out yeah. of the game one time. So it was one of those situations where it was Steve Nash, hey, you're going to have to put team on your back hey how about that hug? how about that hug between steve nash yeah, and oh, Durant? it was a full maybe the most intense hug i've seen in some time there by old steve nash <laughs> his face was mm-hmm. just so locked in fucking thank you man thank we're you gonna so lose much. to milwaukee dude <laughs> yeah. you know how much money we spent to get everybody here this owner was gonna kill me if we didn't <laughs> yeah. thank you so much it was cool to see him have to flip on that switch because when you have steph or clay if kevin durant's having an off night normally they just start funneling the ball somewhere else Yep. Along, not not that he's ever having an off night, but it's not like he has to either combat or battle with the team being down when they're at Golden State. It's like other guys also being questioned and asked. Last night it was just Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. That was awesome, dude. I'm so fucking pumped for him. I feel like he doesn't get the respect he deserves just because of like the burner accounts and stuff like that. Like people, I feel like personally dislike him, but when he's on like that, like I, it's tough to find someone who's more entertaining to watch. Yeah. There was a three in the fourth. I don't remember which one. Obviously, the pass from James Harden with like four seconds to go in the shot clock. Shout out James. Put him in a good situation. Great pass. Great pass to him. Getting the ball to him. He just puts that up and it falls. And he start, he does the full yell thing. Mm-hmm. That had to be a pretty cool feeling for him, by the way. Like, oh, yeah, everything I'm shooting is going in. Except for the first foul shot of uh, two shots that could have got me to 50. Yeah. Which I enjoyed him loudly screaming fuck, by the way. <laughs> on the court and in that entire arena. But that pass and that shot was awesome. Because it was just like, okay, this dude's a bucket right now. The first one that led off that entire thing, though, it felt like he just had like this different... It looked like he was like locked in. And and Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was me just imagining something. And maybe I was so doped up, I thought I was seeing some (laughs) stuff. But like as he was shooting that, I thought to myself, I was like, oh, okay, like... Hey, Easy Money Sniper is locked in right now. Then the next time down, bang. And then he shot one from like the logo and it was a brick or whatever mm-hmm. after a timeout. They called a timeout. I think old buddy from Milwaukee, uh, the, Coach guy, Bud. the insurance sales guy, yeah. uh-huh. he was like, hey, we got to slow this down a little bit. That whole thing, that whole run with Kevin Durant, the NBA needs Kevin Durant to do that all Big the time. time. Right now, especially. Especially with Kawhi Leonard being out. Okay, he's got a sprained knee or something mm-hmm. like that. Yep. I assume that's ligament. He's out indefinitely. Who knows how long that is. 
is, if he was playing, if they think he could play. Basketball is so much back and forth. Very hard floor as well. I assume they'll, nah, I don't want to say that. No, I Because I don't know how the NBA operates. I think it's the so. playoffs, though. It's Kawhi, who's one of your stars. I don't know how much this is pain management or actual, you know, structural damage moving yeah. forward. But the Clippers don't need this. They were about to get hot and maybe win back L.A. Yeah. After LeBron did his whole thing. And then as of this morning, the fairy tale story out of the desert. Man. With the Phoenix Suns fans. Okay, lining up outside of guys' cars and Rolls Royces, losing their mind. You got fans in the stands with mullets beating the fuck out of other fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Phoenix Suns were all the way back. Devin Booker's dating a Kardashian. Mm-hmm. They're doing their entire thing. They beat the Lakers. What are we doing? How you doing? Keep it moving. They're going to go on a run. Suns in four. They sweep. Fucking COVID. Oh, oh no. Come on. Hey, hey, we thought John Rom was the last guy. Yeah. Didn't we? We thought yeah. Utah Jazz to John Rom. Swan song. That was it. Yeah. What a run. That was the COVID sports hits. Mm-hmm. Utah Jazz game. Everybody's going to get out of the arena. Do not panic. <laughs> Once again, if you do not leave this arena, everybody will die. But please do not panic. <laughs> please keep it down. Everybody is yelling too loud. You might die if you continue to yell at each other. <laughs> That was wild. That was our introduction. Next day, March Madness was delayed and then inevitably canceled. I mean, that was the start of the whole thing. We thought John Rom, six-stroke lead, about, I don't know, at least $2 million about to go into his bank account. All of a sudden, Uncle COVID comes signing. We thought that was the last one. That was a couple weeks ago. The world's back. New York just lifted all their mandates. That's where this whole thing started at, basically. Mm -hmm. California's got their shit. 50-some thousand people at a Dodgers game last night. We thought everybody's all the way back. How you doing? Keep it moving. John Rom loses a couple million last... uh, a couple weeks ago, Phoenix Suns just get done sweeping. Hey, Chris Paul, you never won a championship before, right? Hey, people are going to talk about your legacy on whether or not you won a championship, right? Probably. Everybody's basically out now that could potentially stop this team that you're on right now. But, hey, by the way, fucking COVID, dude. Get the fuck get out. Get in the protocol. Hey, see you later. And that's the difference between LeBron James and everybody else in the NBA. Whoa! Hey, LeBron goes to a COVID party. Hey, you know what, LeBron? Go ahead. He go didn't play. go. It wasn't a COVID. It was yeah. a tequila. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Launch. Come on. In theory, Launch, in dude. theory, Chris Paul's doing you know everything he can to will his team to win, and he gets the vaccine allegedly, and now he's not allowed to play. So you're saying because LeBron was shoulder shimmying with Drake at that tequila thing? Yes. Right? You're saying you're assuming somebody in there had COVID at some point? Absolutely. You're wrong because LeBron had everybody tested that was That's going right, in sure. there, or they had to walk in with and the vaccine. Oh, yeah. They had to hit him with this one right here. Okay. That's what they had to do chris paul was out there what now jalen rose said mm-hmm. and to quote somebody from hollywood mm-hmm. okay i'm not sure jalen rose is walter cronkite on news breaking especially of this magnitude okay. right but i would assume jalen would know right jalen's Probably. not going on get up just to say ah, he's vaccinated too so. <laughs> yeah. like that's pretty big and from piece of information especially yeah. in the world we're in right now Huge. i think there's a lot of uh, are you allowed to ask? Is this a HIPAA thing? Can you say it? Can you not say it? Are people being secretive about it? Some people are just like, hey, hey, right here. hey I don't want to have to do the mask thing. I'm just trying to get some cereal. Some people are like that. I don't think everybody's like that. So that'll be the next, you know, th- why did he get the vaccination then? Um, does he have it or is it the protocol because he was around somebody that had it? Isn't that why you get the vaccine so that you don't get it if you are around somebody that got it? How does that affect the protocol? I don't know. I- I'm just kind of... This is a wild time for Adam Silver, mm-hmm. uh, especially with Jalen saying he is yeah. vaccinated. And then now the Suns being back for the first time in 
long, 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 time. long Charles time. Barkley. And then the LeBron thing, I didn't even think about that, but you're obviously LeBron hater would throw right. that oh, into yeah. the mix. Just throw, so, just something sure. to think about. That is something. Adam Silver's got to kind of sit on this and stare this down like, what the fuck's going on? I would assume if he is vaccinated, though, what he only needs to, so if he doesn't have COVID, he only needs to pass two tests yeah. that show negative, and it's only 2-2 two, two in the other series. Luckily, I don't, sons and, luckily, sons and four. Luckily, sons and four. sons and four. I don't think he's going to miss any time. I think, you know, I mean, you hope that he should be back to go whenever the Western Conference Finals start. If it wasn't four, sons and four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This little COVID protocol sitch with Chris Paul, COVID Chris probably becomes a little bit of a problem yeah, for the Suns. a lot scarier. Massive. And the NBA as a whole. Right. Thank God for Sons and Four. Absolutely. Joining us now to see if what we are guessing and saying is accurate is senior insider at The Athletic and I think at the stadium, I believe. Mm -hmm. A man who calls us and always has the freshest fade on this show with a wildly impeccable beard almost. Every time. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now. Now, maybe not a beard, but you get it. Like a good shape. Yeah. Like, yeah. like a yeah. fade. And he's always sitting in front of like a triangle thing. Yeah, like a spaceship. Awesome. Yeah, so he is like he's up there with fucking uh, old Bezos up there. Yeah. It's like he's sitting in Bezos' seat that somebody paid $28 million to sit alongside to go to space. That's what it feels like when this man's talking to us. And that's because his information in the NBA, out of this world. Second and enough. Ladies and gentlemen, Sean Sharon. Yeah. Yeah, see, yeah, he does. Yeah, Zito yeah. tried to tell me I was wrong about the beard. He was like, no, nah, actually, you always have that, like, perfectly <laughs> primed 5 o'clock shadow. You know what I mean? I got to, man. You know, especially when I'm coming on your show. Do you cut uh, your own hair? Is that why you always have that fresh fade? I do not cut my own hair. I do my own beard. If I cut my own hair, you know, I, I would probably mess it up. I did, I did during the quarantine. Did not go well. I'll send you pics on the side, but my beard, I, 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 I will take credit for my beard. Okay. We'll, well, you do a great job there, and we will post those pics. They, they'll they be on the side for you. They'll be, you know, full court press for us the next time you come on. So oh, yeah. maybe don't send it to us. But Shams, big day here for you. Okay, there's a lot going on. Kawhi, sprained knee, Chris Paul, COVID situation, which I would like to talk about first. And then everything else going on in the NBA with coaches being fired and all this. Maybe somebody's moving talk. There's a lot to chat about. We can't thank you enough for joining us. Let's dive right in to the Chris Paul COVID situation. Well, we just landed upon in our conversation because we do our brainstorming live on air. Is there a chance that if it wasn't for Suns in four, this would be a real problem, not only for the Suns and the NBA, because he would have to miss some time. Right now, with the other series battling, he's not going to miss anything, right? Is that is that kind of the the thought of this? Is this a protocol suspension, but not inevitably not going to be worth anything in the end? No games will be missed or anything? Well, there's no question. If they were in the series now, Chris Paul would be sitting game. So th- that's why his status going into the conference finals, the game one could be Sunday or it could be on Tuesday. So if, if it, his status is very much in doubt to start uh, the, the Western Conference Finals, there is fear within that organization, within that locker room, that he does have to sit to start that Western Conference Finals series. And obviously that in and of itself is a major blow for this Suns organization. And so, uh, you know, Chris Paul, he's he entered protocols. He, you know, the worst case scenario is that he's going to sit at least 10 to 14 days uh, due to the, the, you know, quarantine and isolation period. But if he is vaccinated uh, from the coronavirus, that quarantine time does go down. And so for him, uh, the, the, that will be kind of 
the, these next few days will be the major telltale moment. W will he eventually test negative in the next few days? How does that impact his situation? Because if he is vaccinated, that does impact his status. What does that change uh, if he if he is, you said 13 day quarantine? If he's not vaccinated, is that because he was around somebody with COVID? He tested positive for COVID. Do we not know that yet? What is the whole thing? And if he's vaccinated and that same situation happened, how long is the the holdout there? Do you know that? Do we have this information? Well, I, see, I, I don't. I I'm not going to speak to whether he's positive or he's not positive. Um, but the, but there has been a, a a regulated kind of timetable where guys have missed. Uh, during you know uh, coronavirus related absence, right? Usually you see either a week or you see ten to fourteen days. The worst case scenario, of course, is that you know it's that ten to fourteen days range. Uh, but the fact that he is vaccinated, uh, you know, the fact if he is vaccinated, uh, it, it'll you know change and and it could shorten his his period of isolation uh, if if you know if, if that is the case. So when you hear Jalen Rose say on TV this morning that he is vaccinated, does that make you immediately go into your contacts and say, "Hey, is Jalen Rose knows something that we don't? Who all knows that uh, that information? And is Jalen Rose right? You think? Listen, it, it's up to each individual player to eventually announce whether they are vaccinated or they're not vaccinated. You know, from what I'm told, the belief is uh, that Chris Paul and and most of this the Suns roster was vaccinated. So that is the belief uh, within the organization. Uh, but again, for 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 me to say that he's vaccinated, or he's not vaccinated. That that's I leave that up to Chris Paul. All I can do is is report what I know. Pat. Hey, that's very smart, by the way, because we actually had a full conversation on the releasing of information is that a HIPAA thing is mm. this is there a privacy thing what is it because it's such a touchy subject that none of us ever expected to be in a situation where that would potentially be a conversation piece by the way but here we are with no blueprint going forward Sham Sharania joins us insider uh MBA. Hey, yeah welcome to my world I mean this is you know you you need to have a level of sensitivity you know some guys don't want their COVID positives out some guys do some guys don't sometimes it's not even a positive sometimes it's just contact tracing but in this case there really is you know a level of fear that it could be extended time uh so we'll find out in the next like day or two whether or not you know, yeah. whether or not he's vaccinated or right. whether or not he was tested positive. Like with the protocols, won't we kind of find out what it is? And then inevitably, Chris is probably going to have to address the situation anyways, because that Suns team has kind of taken over everything at this point. If they lose Chris Paul, that'd be a real shame, especially for the guy who beat the hell out of two yeah. Yeah. Nuggets fans in the crowd. I mean, good for that guy. Good for the Suns. Hopefully good news for Chris that his quarantine won't be as long as everything else. Let's talk about Kawhi Leonard. Um, he's hurt, sprained knee. Is this a pain thing, a structural thing? And how long do you expect him to be out? Because L.A., hey, they could have, the Clippers could have won back L.A., Shams. True. <laughs> they could have won back all of L.A. Listen, man, it, this is, goes to show how fragile winning and losing is, right? Like injuries, COVID, this this year especially, There's these are all factors. And every year in the playoffs, you see injuries play a part, right, and play a role as far as the outcome of, of every single round. But this year, more than ever, I mean, th there's just been a lot of guys that have, that have, that have, uh, you know, have, have sorry. What'd you get? What'd you get? What'd you get? What what's he out for, Sean? Fucking yet. tell us. Nothing yet. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, the, you know, but, but every year there's always something. And so, yeah, with Kawhi, it is serious enough to where he's missing time. To me, any player that's missing the, the you know, critical playoff games, it's a 2-2 series. For him to be sitting tonight, and really having the rest of his postseason, the rest of his series up in the air, in doubt, 
it tells me that that it is a serious injury. Man. Again, the team says it's a, it's a sprained knee. Uh, the severity and, and to what level it is, it is up in the air right now. Let's go to last night's game. Uh, hopefully, by the way, Kawhi's all right. I mean, just post his guy last game. Yeah. I mean, that was big-time moment. If Kawhi's going to start doing that and Kevin Durant is going to continue to do what he did last night, that's good news for the NBA. That's good news for everybody, I assume. James Harden, I think he had five points or something like that, was still, you know, I think working the refs a little bit and some other things. Uh what do you expect for James Harden to get back to full speed? Kyrie Irving, that looked bad. How long is that? And is this going to be the Kevin Durant show going uh, for the foreseeable future for the Brooklyn Nets and Steve Nash? I mean, it's, it's going to have to be. You know, James Harden gutted it out, but you could tell, you know, his role was pretty much regulated to bring the ball up, trying to set up the offense, and really playing as a de- decoy on offense. And, and whether it's standing at the three-point line, trying to find ways to get to the paint, get his teammates involved, that was his role. You weren't seeing the same James Harden step back slicing and dicing through the lane he just was not at that level so if if that's the case for the remainder of the, of the series for the playoffs it's going to be the kd show and what he did last night was i think it was an all-time performance it was one for the ages but without james harden at 100 percent capacity and kyrie irving really his status being up in the air for the rest of this series at the very least uh you know it's crazy pat all these guys chris paul Kawhi leonard uh, Kyrie Irving. These are three all NBA type guys that are, you know, most James likely Harden. going to be missing time here, critical time. And so Kyrie Irving, I, I, I just would be shocked the way he sprained his ankle. I would be shocked if he plays, um, you know, the, the remainder of the series. What do you do? Are you just getting texts at all times? Like, hey, yeah. got something yeah. potentially coming? And when you look off the screen, I'm like, oh, here we go. What's going on? How long is he out for? Is there another COVID situation? What do you? Is your whole day just working those phones, huh? It's just text messages coming through. Sometimes I look, I look at my phone. You know, so, sometimes I get this alert on my on the phone. It just comes up. Other times I get it on my uh, on my Mac. So it's just kind of tracking Mac. the text wow. messages all day. Oh, seeing what I'm talking Steve Jobs. Go ahead, Sean. Hey, little Q on the Mac. Ooh, yeah. Okay, here we go, Shams. Um, how come you basketball people and all those conversations you have on your cell phone, on your Mac, on your um, tablet? No, mm, probably not your iPad, tablet. Probably. Uh, your iPad. That old thing. By the way, Microsoft tablet. Good marketing with the NFL because that was the first thing I thought of there instead of the iPad, which was the OG of the whole fucking thing. Yeah, Surface Pro. Shout out to Microsoft, I guess. Yeah, good no, 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 no. Can't do that. Can't do can't that. Do that. Given a, yeah. yeah. Who knows what we're giving a shout out to then? Ooh, Jesus Christ. Anyway, Shams, how come you guys in all those conversations you have in the basketball world don't have Kevin Durant as one of the greatest of all time? How come that how come that never happens? How come that conversation only comes after he almost has a 50, 15, and 10 playoff game, which I by the way, he's had 50 in the playoffs before. So how come that never happens until then? What's up with your community over there? Listen, I can't speak for, for, for the rest of the people. I mean, in my mind, and I've always said this whenever I've talked about Kevin Durant, this guy literally, like, he sleeps, he, he eats everything basketball. He loves the game. He's a student of the game. He loves watching film. Uh, you know, I, I remember having a conversation with Quinn Cook about how he'll go to Kevin Durant's house. Kevin Durant would literally force him to, to watch tape of Kobe or MJ or any all-time great he, he studies the game constantly. So to see a guy that really loves the game and, and, and then, you know, absorb everything and then put it out there and execute stuff that he's wanted to do his whole life. I mean, it's a beautiful watch. You have to give him credit. I'm sure there are level, you know, there's some fans and people out there that want to discredit him for going to Golden State. But to me, he's one of the, definitely one of the best scorers ever, one of the best players to play. There's no question. LeBron did the same type of thing when he went down to Miami. Oh, and yeah. by yep. the way, I love both moves. Now, I don't necessarily love how LeBron – you know, chose to do it. The yeah, that. But I think that was ESPN's fault. Yeah. Yep. Thank you, and then ESPN buries him for it, which mm-hmm. is 
pretty fascinating after watching a whole documentary on that. But Kevin Durant going up there, wanting to win, like, I want people that want to win. And the fact that you tell me that when people show up at his house, he's like, hey, listen, uh, or when other NBA guys show up, I've been, I've been watching you at practice. Let's turn on some film here. You start doing shit like this, yeah. we'll be in a good spot. All right, have a good day, dude. And they leave, and then somebody, just like a team meeting is happening at his house. I love hearing that. That um, solidifies my thought about Kevin Durant going anymore. Uh, breaking news, I guess, is coming through. I think this was a text message that you probably received while you were doing this interview, and you passed on breaking that so you can continue to talk to us. The breaking news is Chris Paul, I guess, does does have COVID. Chris Paul did have wow. a positive test. Says John Gambadoro. Sounds like Paisan here got this before you. Do you know who this guy is, Shams? And was this kind of known by everybody? Is that why you kept saying 14-day quarantine earlier? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm never going to be the one to reveal it. So, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Pat, take it for, you know, I tried to, I tried to, I tried to lay it all out. Here yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, you yeah, know, without, you know. So. But that means that positive test means it's it's you know it, it's it's been ten to fourteen days in the regular season uh, for you know but these protocols have been changing and if if a player does test positive but he is vaccinated against it it, it is up to how the testing goes uh, so I, I do believe it could be shorter than that ten to fourteen day window. All right, Shams. What do you know? What, how many days? Come on. <laughs> Come on. How Come many on, days? Shams. Guess what? There's the next series. The yeah, next series yeah. is probably going to say? Sunday or Monday. Sunday uh-huh. or Tuesday. When, yeah, whenever, when's the next series? That's when that one's ending or that one – is that when that yeah, one's – three games left potentially I, unless I, one of the teams – I, I told you guys, there, there's a lot of fear, a lot of doubt. He does not start the conference finals. So we'll, you know, we'll, we'll okay. see how yeah, the game yeah, goes. Chris Paul will miss probably the first game of the conference finals, <laughs> yeah. but then he'll be back on the other side. That is just what we have heard. Okay. That is alleged, but let's go ahead and run with that because he did say earlier that Chris did. Hey, listen, he did have a positive test. Yeah. Basically, wow. without saying it, that's what we appreciate the hell out of you. Thank you, Shams. Thank you, Shams. Uh, go ahead, Ty. Shams, uh, there's a, a couple coaches have gotten fired today, and I think there's also a report that John Calipari is interested in going back to the NBA. Have you heard anything about that? Do you see that as an actual possibility? I, I haven't heard his name in NBA circles. I'm sure John, you know, he, it seems like he pursues the NBA every two, three years as far as trying to get back in. Is that right? I, I is that right? I have not heard his name. I, I think did there not are know. Hey. a lot more viable candidates. Is that right, Shams? He tries to get back on a regular basis. This isn't big news. This is just like a normal thing in the Calipari cycle of coaching? It has been since I started covering the league. Really? Mm. How come he doesn't go? Is it because of lack of interest from the NBA, or is he just doing this to keep the interest? What do you think it is? I think it's a mixture of, you know, he, he's got a great gig at Kentucky and, you know, you see him resign on deals and, uh, you know, it's always, I, I think, a game of leverage. It's a game of, I, I do think there has been interest from NBA teams at different points, but as of like this year and last cycle, I have not heard him as a, as a serious candidate. See, that's good news on why you come on the show because none of us knew that. Nope. We, yeah. we thought this was the first time he had ever said that. Yeah. Cal's back. Cal's back. Go. Go to the NBA. He hates this. Hey, he's done with the one and dines. Mm-hmm. He's tired of grinding it out every year in the recruiting. Uh, Coach K's leaving. What are we even doing here? And by the way, there's there's agencies that are about to start paying high schoolers to play basketball. I don't want to compete with that. Go get your money. That's how that's how we got people. Yeah. <laughs> now they're going to get more money from other people. Maybe I thought this was big news. You're like, nah. Very normal here. Okay, let's uh, let's keep it moving. Who's coaching Zion? Who is, is Zion moving? What's going on? How do we get this guy? 
Hey, <laughs> how do we get this guy on a team that at least is in a play-in game for the playoffs? And how are they looking to restructure that entire place down there in New Orleans? What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I I, I do think that uh, there's some other news breaking. They're yeah. they're gonna they're gonna be uh, you know I would look at guys like Jock Vaughn, Chauncey Billups. Jason Kidd, those are really the names that I'm looking at as far as the next coach. But the fact that, the, you know, you, you got to look at this. The fact that the Pelicans uh, hired Stan Van Gundy on a four-year uh, big money contract and then he, they have to cut bait with him after one season, that is a direct reflection of that organization. And so the, I think I think this is just going to open the can of worms for – uh, the, the franchise. Hey, they aren't going to like that. I get attacked whenever I say, yeah. get Zion out of there. <laughs> Unless they want to bring everybody to Zion. That's Ooh, cool. That we need like. Zion on TV right now playing. Imagine Zion had a Kevin Durant like, night like last night. Oh, don't don't on, the Pelicans man. fans want that for Zion? Doesn't he deserve that? See it? Doesn't he deserve that? Uh, what is the news? You, is there news you're missing right now? Because it seems like there's a lot popping off in your life. Just just text messages. That's all. But nothing, nothing of note. Uh, I would say in Washington, you know, like Scott Brooks is out. A name I would really look at, Sam Sam Cassell, uh, the Sixers assistant coach. So there's a nugget for you, Pat. Okay, thank you. Sam Cassell, congrats on the Washington. Yeah. Good work, Sam. Sam, congrats. Not done. <laughs> okay, Shams. Yeah, we overreact, though. That's what we do. Everybody knows that. Connor, what do you have? Yeah, Shams. Uh, Jason Tatum and Donovan Mitchell both missed out on $33 million for not making an all-NBA team. Is that common for guys to have escalators that massive? Yeah, I mean, that's been the case really for the last uh, couple years, you know, especially once the Supermax contract uh, got instituted in the league uh, in the last decade. So it, it's, it is what it is. You know, the All-NBA is, is tied to media voting, and, um, and, and that's where some of these guys' escalators stand. Hey, listen, that's – do you vote for that? Do you have a vote? I do. Let's I do. go, Sean! This is my second year voting. So. Hey, that's a lot of pressure, man. You actually like have to know what you're talking about because there's a lot of responsibility in that because there is like $32 million on the line for some people and legacies and everything like that. I think the media voting for awards that actually mean something to the credibility isn't always the best idea. I mean, the Baseball Hall of Fame mm-hmm. riddled with controversy because media members either hold grudges or have a different standard than everybody else that's associated with the sport. The NFL All-Pro, which is a media vote thing, like I always found that very interesting. I was voted All-Pro, and even when I got voted All-Pro, I was like, none of these people know why all I'm... All-Pro Pat. Now, yeah. see, Sean's, <laughs> Sean's, but nobody you know, knows why I deserve to be the All-Pro, though. Like, no media member knows what I'm doing punning wise so it was cool but it was also like eh, they're just voting because somebody potentially told them to vote you know it's a yeah. it's a you got a lot of pressure in there what I'm saying is I hope you take it serious Shams that's all I'm saying and I do I know you do as you do your job every single day at the athletic in the stadium we appreciate you so much Shams for keeping us appreciate informed and what's going on in the world we don't follow that closely thank you appreciate you guys always thanks guys any more news coming today or no I got nothing right now, but when I do, you know, you'll see it. I'll be, I'll be on. How about is Charles Barkley leaving? What's going on with that? Did you hear that whole story inside the NBA? I got nothing on that. I got nothing on that. Smart. (laughs) Smart. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Shams Roddy. Pick and choose, Shams. That's smart. That's smart. (laughs) We have some big news for you. Yeah. Your favorite men's healthcare brand, Roman, is now available at Walmart. Roman's Ooh. non-prescription products have got you covered with everything from sexual health. What? Aaron, you're about to get back in the game, by the way. Yeah, Let's yeah. go. Should send him some. 
We should. At, or just send them to Walmart because it's available yeah. there. Roman yeah. and Walmart. Mm-hmm. And everything from sexual health to everyday health. Your well-being is important and taking care of it should be simple. Now you can add to cart in real life. Ooh. Roman now available at Walmart. We're in your area. Let's go take care of it. And also... Special Roman condoms are new and exclusive to Walmart. You won't find them anywhere else. Designed ultra thin, lubricated for pleasure, and FDA cleared because safe is sexy. Roman swipes are an easy, discreet way to delay ejaculation and increase sexual stamina. They're fast acting and your partner will enjoy them too because there's no passed along desensitization if you use it as intended. Longer, better sex with Roman swipes. Roman condoms keep you safe. And also, they got testosterone supplements. They got hair supplements. Roman has everything to make you the best you possible. Visit your local Walmart store today and check out Roman's line of men healthcare products. All clinically tested and make you best you possible. We're going to be joined by a guy who has all the inside information. Whether he choose to release it or not, that is up to Jay fucking Glazer. Ladies and gentlemen, Fox Insider, a man who's been around the NFL forever, also a founder of Merging Vets and Players, an incredible foundation, merging veterans from the military and retired players to create the community again. He's featured in GNC now, alongside all GNCs. Ladies and gentlemen, Jay Glazer. What up? Hey, the beard looks on? awesome. You hey, like that. that's my off-season look. I feel like a grown-up. Yeah, you look good. Though. Like I hope that. Now you see that gray that you have there. You yep. see, like, I hope I have that. I got little spurts of it. I hope I have the full silver. You know, the full hey, silver bad boy. Trust me, as much as stress I have, shit. If you have that, you'll get it. Trust uh, me. Okay, you got <laughs> it's it. Stress, right. baby. It's it, stress. Hey, is Ty back from his wedding? Uh yeah, Ty is back from his uh, his Are weekend you, trip. How you, you doing? Are you guys still married? I actually haven't got married yet. That's next weekend. That was but, a bachelor weekend, that, I believe. Yeah, that was my bachelor party. Oh, so it hasn't happened yet. So she still has time to get out of this. Yes, oh. hypothetically, okay. yes, she does. So I know you guys bet a lot. What are the odds that you're actually going through with this? No, pretty good. Hey, oh, yeah. hey, really? Caitlin and Ty, I mean, they are a great tag team. But I think there are other there are some other relationships potentially that we know of that we go, eh, probably not going to make it. But not this <laughs> one. <laughs> this one feels like, this one feels good, Jay. Uh, do you, oh. you been? You were married, right? For a whopping 10 months. How's that happen? How's that happen, though? It just... Let's, how, not, hey, Pat, let's not get into that, brother. <laughs> uh, well, Jay, uh, we're... we're Congrats on the marriage. I uh, hope you're both in a better place now. But let's uh, let's talk about... Hey, that, that was 2000... So how about this, though? I think that was 2005 to 2006... This whole time, according to Wikipedia and Google, I've been married, which has totally fucked me when you're a single guy. Yeah, yeah. then they look you up and it says you're married. And it took actually Fox PR finally got me unmarried this year, like a month ago. This whole time, I couldn't get it off Google or Wikipedia. Hey, welcome so back. Yeah. Welcome back to the ladies. He's single. All right, Jay. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about the merging vets and players in GNC because that's awesome. I, I mean, Thanks, I bro. whenever I used to see you uh, in the LA gym uh, that used to before you opened on Breakable or yeah. whatever. You were working with Chuck and a lot of NFL guys, and the community was a big part of what you were preaching yeah. there. And then Unbreakable, it really became a community for like the stars almost. A lot of big time yeah. players that lived in LA would train there. Stars would then train there. Then you guys had a lot of people inviting the vets in. I believe uh, Green. 
Nadine Bure. Um, Nate Boyer. Nate Boyer. Nate Boyer is a part of that. Yep. He was inviting vets. You created this community over there, then a foundation that's now on GNC. You should, hey, you should. Thank I, you. I know you're not, you yeah. weren't single on the internet when you started that, but <laughs> that's really cool stuff, Jay. You should feel good no. about that. You know what, Pat, but here's the thing. You and I talked about this a little bit. And, you know, I've been in the league since 93, just covering the Giants. And, man, I always say, like, my baby sister, Michael Strahan, and I, we've just seen way too many of our friends in the NFL just go by the wayside when the uniform comes off. And, you know, you and I talked a little bit about it. I wish, like, you're successful because you use what made you beat out millions and millions and millions to play in the NFL. You use that in the, your next step of life. Too many of these players don't do that. And it's not the uniform that made you great. What's behind your ribcage? That makes you different. And the commonality yeah. with these NFL players and our warfighters, our, our veterans, when their uniform comes off, too many of them are lost. Too many of them forget what their greatness is. And again, it's not, it's not that uniform. It's what you already have behind you. But who reminds you of that? So, you know, in a locker room, they can remind you of that. When you lose your locker room, man, the world's a scary place these days, right? With social media and you're comparing yourself to everybody else's filtered fraction of a second. It's bullshit. But how are you supposed to feel good about your life, especially when you lose that locker room? So we're putting this locker room back together. We're in six cities now. We're about to open our seventh. Man, the the, um, the number of suicides that we've been able to prevent, uh, the number of people we've been able to save, they've saved me. I've talked to you guys openly about my, my depression and anxiety. They've saved me a shit ton. And you know what's interesting, because we just had a big summit out here uh, at my house. We brought in all our employees together to kind of, you know, a big, big deal trying to you know how we're going to move forward and you know i told these vets i said look when our players hear your stories they're like oh my god right and one of our vets said well you know what when we're in war these athletes they saved us because uh -huh. when we come back from a mission we can't wait to watch a football game or to watch a fight and back then some of them had like there's like vcr tapes and dvd tapes and they said that has really helped us you know, saved us in war, so it's time that we save them now. Man. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's amazing, Jay. It's really yeah. cool. I did not know you had grown to so many cities. Excited to see yeah. where you are for the seventh one. Uh, fucking awesome, Jay. Hey, Thank that's you, really, brother. really cool, Jay. I, I want to let you know that. And that thing you said about the locker room telling you, like, hey, you're all right or whatever is a big deal. I, I know there's right. there's a lot of gifts and stuff like that of that player in the game actually grabbing that guy's jaw and lifting it up or whatever instead of him sulking. And I would never, ever do that in a million years. But those moments in a locker room where somebody says, hey, like, fucking get over it, dude. You're all right. Yeah. That's a big deal. And sometimes yeah. whenever you lose that reminder, I'd assume a, a spiral could potentially start. Yeah. So I appreciate you, Jay. Let's talk a little. Thank you, brother. Can we talk a little football now? You yeah. Hey, let's talk some Let, football, Let's Jay. start with boy Aaron. Let's start with boy Aaron. What's, uh, when's the last time you talked to Aaron? Okay, fascinating question, Jay. Are you trying to get a scoop from me right now, Jay? So, talking to you. Jay Glazer, uh, obviously, is a man who he gave us some information the day of the Aaron News, yep. about five, six hours before, seven hours before whatever, and he's like, hey, hey, what's going on? Something's going on. I'm like, whoa, whoa. So hashtag Jay New was born through that. What do you know? I have not heard from him no, on, on any front. Well, here's the thing, all right? Mark Murphy comes out the other day. This is what I don't get. Like, what do you do? Why are you poking the bear? And for Mark Murphy to come out the other day and say our, our fan base is divided, what fan base would that be? Like, who out there in Green Bay is going, man, this is a huge controversy. I think maybe it's time to go to Jordan Love. Fucking nobody. <laughs> like, you don't, like, why are you doing that, man? You know who the guy is. You know what your quarterback's makeup is. 
why come out and say, well, he's a different, you know, he's a different fella. And, complicated. Uh, yeah, you know, complicated fella. Like, just why? The only thing you should be saying right now is, Aaron, we love you. Man, we got to put this back together. Because when you don't have a quarterback in this league, life sucks, right? It sucks. And suddenly you don't know how to coach. Suddenly you don't know how to pick players. Suddenly you can't do your job. When you got a quarterback in this league, you're a lot smarter. You know how to pick players. You're a much better coach. And then when your quarterback happens to be the MVP, you're even that much smarter. You can pick that much better players. Like, dude, what are you doing? There's no divided fan base over that. All right? Don't, don't, like, just, I don't get, I don't, Jay, I don't understand why they continue to fuck with him. Jay, so I heard from an insider on the television the other day after the complicated fella, after the divided thing, and then now, you know, Aaron has, because Mark Murphy came out and said, we're not going to make this public even after saying that the, the, the audience or the crowd or the fans are divided yeah. or whatever. He said, we're not going to be public. Then he got he pretty, made it public. Then he went public. Yeah, complicated fella. Aaron talked on a thing yesterday wearing the I'm Offended shirt, which is a YouTuber. I don't know his name that Aaron is a fan of. Shout out to him. But like he said, I don't normally get the option. He's kind of been quiet about this whole thing. So the only thing we really know about any of this situation is what insiders say, whether it's James Jones who says he thinks it could get fixed. AJ says he thinks it could get fixed. And then we saw on TV, Mazio broke on ESPN the lower third said there are people around the NFL who don't want this Aaron Rodgers situation to be successful for Aaron because they don't want the NFL to turn into the NBA where the stars get to pick and choose what they do and everything like that, I guess is what they were alluding to. What is the word around? No, no, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you're in the NFC, man, you're hoping this thing gets, uh, it implodes and they get him traded. Every (laughs) NFC coach you talk to go, what's going on with the Aaron situation? Man, I hope that thing blows up. <laughs> You're sitting there going, man, I really hope they can put it together. So just be careful who you talk to. I know he still wants out, without a doubt. Absolutely. Still wants out. Oh, and, you know, there are two- Put it on the ticker. Yeah. Yeah. Put it on the Hey, Jay, we got to put it on the ticker. Out. Hey, Jay, we have to put it on the ticker, what you just Go said. Ahead. Of course he still wants out, though. He didn't, they didn't suddenly come out and insult him and go, okay, now it's fixed. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that wouldn't make much sense. You're 100%. Right. I guess that wouldn't make sense. You're right. Uh, what do you think happens? How do you think it plays out? What are you – is is their teams really interested? Allegedly, the Broncos – Absolutely. Have they made offers? Is there offers been made? Have offers been made, do you think? No, because so, it didn't even go that far because every time somebody called the Packers, it was immediately shut down. So, look, what these teams need to do is continue to call and continue to call, whether it's for him, Deshaun Watts, any of the guys like – Continue to call to show interest because what happens in the NFL is teams are so afraid to make the first call because you they think you lose your leverage. But a lot of times, if you call a team for a player that's not available, but the player is giving you you have troubles with them, a lot of times these teams will go, "All right, you know what? We, they keep calling. Like if they catch you on the right day, yeah, you sit there and go. And players have been trained this way. You go, you know what? We have another offer here. Let's just get rid of the headache right now. Let's just move on. But if no one calls. You don't really have that option to do it. So, right, so there's always this game of chicken that goes on. Yeah, because in uh, you know Art of War, you can't lose Whoa, leverage. Yeah, no big deal, dude, huh? Be where they don't think you're going to be. Uh, be kind, of a big, kind of a big deal around here right hey, now. Hey, be strong when you're weak. Be weak when you're strong. The whole, I, Like, I get it, but that is something that potentially puts you into a bind leverage-wise if you call out because you potentially look desperate. But what you're saying is like, hey, that's not the case because the, the people in charge, they might also be desperate at the moment, exactly. and you might just be, you might be catching up to a situation there. And that's interesting. How do you... 
How do you know that stuff? Because you hear like trades that happen and then the post stories. This has happened in the past. Yeah, but you hear like post stories afterwards. Like we didn't want to call. We didn't know anybody was in the game. Is that what happens? People have like buyer's remorse? Yeah. Yeah. And there's been people that have been teams, players have been traded in that situation where they tell you no, 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 no. Then all of a sudden, man, he gets traded. And like, oh, what happens? You know what? It just, man, we didn't see how this was going to get fixed. There was an out right there for all of us and we took it. Got it. Right. But But if you don't make those calls that's not really you know available so but again this is a situation we really shouldn't be talking about like the packers should do whatever they possibly can to fix this with them yeah. like they they really should i just I just be careful what you wish for you know i know they, they look and go oh you know maybe we'll move on from aaron but after he has the type of year he has last year you got to run this in the ground and and as long until those wheels fall off you got to go. I agree because you look Peyton, you know, we move on from Peyton. Mm-hmm. There's luck sitting there. He goes and wins the Super Bowl, goes to another one. Mm-hmm. You look at, and by the way, people can say Peyton won that or not. He went to an organization that built a defense and a team around yep. him where he won. You look at Tom, obviously his first year out, he's making decisions. He's calling yep. plays. He's doing things. They win a Super Bowl. It's just, I understand that it has happened in the past where a great player has gone on to go somewhere else. I, I Brett Favre, right, is another yeah. one where he had success. Yeah. But it's like, at this point, shouldn't we learn from that and be like even if we view them as acting out of control uh we don't get to decide what the greatest player on earth gets to act like like that we it's it's right now it's like hey if this what he wants like okay we should listen to that because we've learned in the past that it could potentially end up bad but i'm happy you're on the same side as us uh jason glazer do you have a question yes we got yeah i do jay uh do you know we heard yesterday we were talking to dan orlovsky and he said basically (laughs) that he thinks trey lance should just start for the niners uh, do you see that actually happening? Like, have you heard anything about how he's doing at camp so far? And what are they going to do with Jimmy G? So here's the thing. If, if I'm them, look, Kyle's system is really complicated. So to throw him in there right now, probably not the smartest thing. And I think they know that. I don't think they're, they're – I don't think they drafted him with the intention of going with him right now. They want to make sure that he learns for a while under Kyle's – again, Kyle's system is very complicated. But once you get it, you get it, right? You tear things up. Uh, so I think their plan right now is to go with Jimmy G. But also, you know, I think it's, it's way too early to say anything because they haven't done anything. I mean, when you run around in shorts and a helmet, everybody looks good. Hold on. So to that point, how do you feel about Nagy with this Andy Dalton plan? Is that just to take the pressure off of Justin Fields? Or why do you think he's coming out and saying we have to execute our plan? We have a plan. Andy yeah. Dalton's a starter, which, by the way, do whatever you got to do. But everybody has a plan until what, Jay? So you get punched in the mouth. Bingo. What if they lose mm-hmm. a game or two and they have to alter their plan then? It's like, why not just keep an open mind there? Do you know anything about that? Yeah, but it's the same thing. They haven't seen these guys, right? You haven't – there's no – you haven't had a single practice yet. You don't know. And you and I have both seen way too many quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They look great on paper and they come in this league and they can't process anything. And they're terrible. And all of a sudden, you know, live bullets are flying. They're like, oh, my – Kyle is at a way different speed than up here. So if they can't process it on this level – but how do you make a decision without even seeing these guys in a, a single practice? These aren't practices right now. These, this is not even close to practice. This is like shadow boxing at, uh, at one-tenth the pace. Yeah, Jay, right? I, no one's throwing punches. Jay, I agree. That's why whenever he came out and he even doubled down, he was like, there's no chance, basically. If it, what if Justin Fields is just a guy? What if Andy Dalton, you know, just 
forgets how to play for some reason. Like I just think right now making these these proclamations are interesting, but it's happening in New England, which I yep. assume Connor you'd like to ask about. Yeah, I was wondering actually about the guys sitting out. Stephen Gilmore, uh, Chandler Jones, Jamal Adams, uh, Xavier Howard. All these guys are holding out right now. Do you expect them all to get paid, or do you think some of them will at least uh, be on the move? I think a couple. You know, Gilmore. I don't see that happening. Um, and don't see what happening, man. Howard. I don't. I don't think they're going to extend him. I don't think David Howard either. Down there, I think Jamal Adams. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, Chandler uh, probably, but also this is just, you know, these are mini camps. Guys make a statement. I've seen guys miss all the training camp. Tony Gonzalez just all the training camp one year and all the preseason came in. I think his first game he dropped like 158 yards or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so we saw last year also a lot of guys just don't need the camp like you need to. Uh, used to need camp because you had to – look, you got to build your culture out there. But also when it was all full hitting, you had to get your body used to it, right? You had to spar. And now just don't spar that much. So it's not as – I don't think it's as – Certain as, as positions, right, Jay? Certain positions. Certain positions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah they they got to see what's – they obviously have to see um, – you need kind of that feel. But some of those veterans, my point is, is you don't really need so much. Um, yeah, yeah, they're holding it. out of camp. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Yeah. So, don't worry about uh, it. Stephon Gilmore, I think we knew that for the last couple years. Yep. That no, no, was- no. Last year, last year at the trade deadline, it was crazy. Last year, and I had this listing, and I, and I put it on Fox. He listed his house last year before the trade deadline and said – offer or must be an escrow buy and the date he gave and the time was was 4 p.m the day of the trade deadline so i actually had the listing and put it out on fox like i don't you know and i know that's not how real estate works it's like okay i get traded i need this done by you know escrow by the time or i need it an offer by the time the trade deadline comes but it's pretty hilarious is that's how it was listed didn't say trade deadline but it was the time and day of the trade deadline where he listed his house buy okay so him we kind of expected maybe a holdout to yeah. come. Xavier and Howard, I think that came out of nowhere, but they just paid the other corner. No, that's not that's not out of nowhere. No, he's been kind of no. It's two years into us, is he? Teams two- are calling about him for the trade. They were calling about him before the draft. Uh, They're calling about him last year. His name got thrown about in the trade uh, during the trade deadline. That's that's not out of left field. Really. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Jay New. Hashtag Jay New. Hashtag Jay New. Hashtag Jay New. Jay New. You guys are such dicks. No, 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 no. But you did know. Literally. Hey, hey, you guys, I told you, y'all killed me in this because I, fuck, I do know. (laughs) I know. By the way. That's the whole thing about being this insider. You get all this info and you decide, what am I going to put something out? What am I not? And look, I told you, the guys like Schefter and Rapport and those guys, I did that minute by minute shit. First, like long time ago. Now it's like, all right, let me just make sure I put the good stuff out on uh, Fox NFL Sunday. But a lot of it also is like, when you don't put a certain story out, you get three other big stories that could use down the way. Just, just don't ever burn anybody in in this business. And Jay, listen, I would let you too. know, Jay. We know that, and that is why, like, it might have at the beginning for our listeners, and I think even yeah. for maybe some people that it was, like, not real, but literally, it feels like you fucking know everything that's going on because how long you've been around, and we appreciate that. With that being said, is the Chandler Jones holdout because he saw J.J. Watt just get paid $30 million? Is that what yeah, happened? Sure. Well, I think even before that, I think, you know, these guys are going to try and strike when they can, right, and what they are, so... Um, I tell you what, though, just talking to people over there, man, JJ's already made a monstrous 
difference over there. Just kind of the attitude over there, the work, all that stuff. Just he's made a huge difference over there already. And it's look, look, we just went through a year where it was hard to build culture, right? Culture's huge, man. You got to be able to lay it down for your brothers on your right and left. And if you don't have that culture, it's it's hard. So in a year where you're kind of all coming back together, you could reestablish your culture. I think that's where JJ's value comes in just as much as what he could do on the field. Okay, uh, Jay, we appreciate you so much, man. Uh, the Julio Jones ending up in the AFC South, not yeah. for the Colts, was a heartbreaker for mm-hmm. me. Um, what a man. hey! They were trying, they were trying so, and they were talking to teams about future ones like 2023, 2024, and they weren't able to get that. And you know, they end up look. His contract was 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 a big play in that where teams were kind of pull up. And then I think him, you know, being banged up last year, uh, Julio Jones is a freaking monster, as we know. Dude. And um, that, that's uh, – it, it, you just kind of looking to go. I know that, you know, the Falcons were, kept, were, were strapped in the salary cap. They kind of needed to do that. Um, and, yeah, Tennessee picking him up, that's going to be a problem. Yeah, you're damn right it is. And the Colts, <laughs> had, the Colts had the cap. And what, guess what? We had – we had every first from 2030 yeah. to 2040, too. Uh-huh. Hey, he'd give him a 2031 first round yeah. or a 2032 <laughs> first round or no. I uh, can't wait to see that. Jay, we appreciate you popping out of your hey. nation this offseason and joining us, bub. Let's keep doing it, man. I love y'all, Pat. Hey, I got to get you more involved with MVP. We got to get players from all sports to understand what you did in your transition. Because you guys, listen, y'all spilled this, this blood out there. You deserve, deserve to enjoy the transition, man. Well, we all deserve it. I appreciate that. I'm trying my best. I would love to help out whenever, however you Definitely. need me. Ladies and gentlemen, Jay Glazer. Yeah! Uh, love, you love you too, man. Uh, Ty, good luck in the wedding, bro. Hey, appreciate hey, it, Jay. Last more than me. Trust me. More than no, 10 bucks. Go do no, it. Don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> all right, now fuck it. Now, <laughs> hey, thank you, thank Jay Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Jay. And a man who has been doing that for a long, long time and is also a friend of Hammered Down and of this show. Ladies and gentlemen, brilliant soccer handicapper from the England, Nigel Thank, Thank you very much, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, congratulations last night from the Hammered Down boys, 9-0, unbelievable. Uh, that's, uh, hey, hey, those are nights. Hey, Nigel, those are nights. No matter how long you've been gambling, you got to enjoy the hell out of. I was telling Gump, you got to enjoy oh. nine and oh, seven and oh. You should be having a time of your life, right, Nigel? Listen, the amount of times I've gone nine and I've spent all the money in two days have been skipped and been borrowing it by the end of the week. No problem. <laughs> Nigel, Nigel, I am so happy I've been introduced into your existence because of Gumpy coming in and in the soccer world happening. The last time you came on, you told us why that Capital One League where people are buying up, you explained to us why we were being American stooges, okay? Every time you come on, I appreciate it. Is it understandable that it's been tough for me to get into the Euros because I don't have a team in it? Is that understandable? And what should I be looking for, you think, when it's your? And what does it mean over there? Well, the first thing that I've done is I've seen some of your um, your, your videos, Pat, on, on Twitter explaining <laughs> the European League, and I've given it to the my seventeen year old son who's doing a, an A level, like a, a degree in in geography. 
European geography. Uh, and, and he's flunked everything because of your bloody geography. <laughs> 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 we're figuring it out over there, you know, Nigel? We're yeah. figuring it out. Hey, whenever you're talking about, like, uh, Greenland and Iceland up there, oh, yeah. oh, that's way up there, you know? Way up there. And then, you know, England, the Emerald Isles, too, of Ireland over there. Of course. You know what I mean? And France, the whole yeah. thing. North Macedonia. What I'm learning, Nigel, is I know nothing, okay, about Europe. I've been there a few times. I loved it. I enjoyed the people. I enjoyed the life. But I don't know enough about it. This Euros, is this, this is massive? This is second behind the World Cup? Or, like, your team in a Champions League winning? Where do you rank these Euros when it comes to, like, fans over there? Well, I think if you ask most fans, soccer fans, obviously their club becomes more than their, their country. But I'm from a generation, I'm, I'm a bit older than most of the local fans, and I, I still uh, want to believe that England will win. Uh, the last time England won the major championship was in 1966. So um, I've got a long, long, long way to win something. So I'm, it's, it's an emotional hoper that we will win something. So I have some kind of emotion. But in terms of national football, this is without doubt the second biggest tournament over here in soccer in the European in Europe. If you're an Italian, if you're French, if you're Spanish, this is your second. You want to win the World Cup priority number one, second in the European Championship. And arguably, the European Championship is a better competition to win because... There isn't so many weak teams. I mean, the World Cup is a lot of weak teams. But, uh, you know, this is the best in the European. It's very evenly matched. But uh, a lot of people, if you match the United fan, you Liverpool fan, and you want to win the Champions League or the Premier League. But for me, if England wins something, well, you know, uh, like you say, nights you'll remember, it'll be months I'll forget, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can understand that because you're invested because you haven't won since 1966. You'd like to see your team win or whatever. And I think that's my problem. Like, if the United States had a chance to go over and play in this, because, hey, they just won the Concafa, Nigel. That's yeah, right. Yeah, we just won well, the... Come on. Yeah, we, we just won we, the Concafa. Let us in. Let us in. I... I could play in that. No, 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 you, don't you, know, don't know. you don't know, Nigel. <laughs> Easy. Easy. Bloody and, hell. And we, I could play in gold with these on. Still, still with oh, that. No. No. Nice. It's a new day over here, okay? Our players <laughs> our players went over to your guys' academies, mm -hmm. learned how to do it, and then now they're coming back. I do believe we have a team coming. Is there any respect over there for the United States team that could potentially you know, come to be here? Oh, without doubt. I mean, probably the fastest growing nation in soccer in the world, you know, with the development in the country. But like I said to a couple of American shows I've done, I'd leave it to the women. <laughs> I don't see. I don't know what you just said because your accent there. It, it, what, hear a word. What did I said, you? I said, I said the, the women. The women of uh, uh, the, 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 the flag bearers in the, in soccer in America, in America, aren't they? So they're they're the ones to beat. They're the, they're the top of their game. But I think uh, the trouble is, however much money is going to go into the American game. I feel that, you know, the grassroots in the Brazilians coming through, the Argentinians coming through, the English, the Premier League, the money coming through. It's, just, it's going to be very hard for them to compete at the top, top level. But, you know, quarterfinals, last 16, to win it, I think you're going to have a long, long wait. Probably longer than England in 51 years <laughs> since 1966. Listen, Nigel, you know, <laughs> that World Cup trophy... It's twenty million dollars. Uh -huh. Hey, guess what? It's finally coming home. Coming home. It's coming home. <laughs> yes, it's coming home. That's Nigel. right, Nigel. It's coming home. Stupid Americans <laughs> just started watching soccer. Say something. <laughs> the World Cup's coming home. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the gambling Italy game. I guess there's some line movement. What are your thoughts on that? And how easy or hard is it for you, since you're in there invested, uh, to gamble on the Euros? With you know, I think. 
I think you've had a couple days, couple nights here watching this English team. You're all in. Is it easy to gamble for you since you're over there? Is it hard? And what should we look at at this Italy game? Well, the first thing is gambling in England. You go on any street corner in any shop in any any in any town in England. There's, there's betting parlors, there's betting shops. It's, you know, it's very easy to bet in this country on phone apps. Very easy for us to bet. For our country, they're always a bad result. So the bookmakers, whenever England play, if England win 1-2-0 against any side, it's always an absolute disaster for the book because sentimental money comes in and you know, patriotic money comes in. And um, I find it very hard to bet on England because I want them to win, but the price I'm going to get, the line I'm going to get, is always terrible. And I remember last World Cup in the semi-finals of the World Cup when England was in the semi-finals of the the biggest tournament in the world. I'd actually bet Croatia to win the tournament. So what kind of cheer that was for me when England played Croatia? It's impossible. <laughs> so uh, I, I've got tickets for one game, and it's going to be could be England v France. And I've had my biggest bet on the tournament on France, and I'm going to sit with a load of English people, and I don't know what to do. I really, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do. I want England to win, but also I want them to uh, to lose for monetary purposes. But for tonight's game, I think it's been a very tricky. It's been a tough tournament for me. I oh, look at this. This is why it's coming home. Look at these skills. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. Andrew, I mean, what are we doing here? Look at this. Look at this. What are we doing this, here? This ah. is good. This is good. Well, uh, that's enough now. No good. I'm Finish. tired. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> I thought I could. Oh, this is that Ooh. one. That's very good. Ah. So, well, I'll tell you what. New uh, Zion. Well, <laughs> well it, honestly, that's, that's better than I thought to be honestly, Pam. Yeah, this is a concaver, Nigel. That's right. This is the concaver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you need a better football, pumped up football, and a more modern football, you'd be okay. Uh, but uh, let me let me tell you about be tonight's game, Italy again. Italy have been fantastic. And I, I know uh, Gumpy's quite strong on Italy. He thinks they're going to do well in this tournament. They've been the biggest movers in the betting from the first set of fixtures, but they played a Turkish side who were dreadful and a Beanie who dreadful tonight. I think they will win tonight. Um, but just a word of caution, every single time Italy have ever played in the second match of the European Championship, ever since the tournament started, none of their games have ever featured more than two goals. Oh, no so, shit. So, yeah, <laughs> There's no so goals in 1-0, 2-0 Italy tonight. What do you mean, no shit? It's a good stat. No, there, for that. There's no goals in this goddamn tournament, Nigel. We're, we're trying to watch. There's no goals. It's cagey, I'm being told by Gumpy. It's cagey affair. It doesn't matter. What is it? If you're making money, does it matter if it's zero zero or four four? As long as you make money, it no, no, no. We agree. No, yeah. We yes. agree. We have been making a lot of money with Gumpy. Uh, we we love betting on soccer, but watching it, it's been hard for me to. Well, on, the so. last time, I, the last time I came on this show, you were you were an advocate for a league that would have been the most boring league. No, <laughs> I don't know. No. We don't know don't that. Start, don't start telling me all about. No, no. You wanted a team that was nil nil. No Every game. No. Unders galore. Every book in the world would have gone skin, could have gone bust on unders in that league. <laughs> All right. Uh, maybe. All right. I don't know the teams that were going to be in that league. I was pumped about potentially knowing some names, which, by the way, Gareth Bale, this, oh. uh, what was he doing oh, for man. Wales down there? Just airmailing one. Uh, before the boys have questions for you, because we're massive fans, I have two quick things here. Your accent, is there like... Is there um, different dialects of the accent? For instance, I'm from Pittsburgh. I talk differently, obviously, than somebody who's from the South or from New York. Do you have a different accent than everybody else, or do you all sound exactly the same? 
Well, no, we all sound very different. Um, I know, I know, geographically, we're, we're a short uh, boat trip or rail ride to Portugal in, in your book. So <laughs> we, 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 we all talk very, very differently. I come from London, obviously, and I have a very strong London accent. I'm from South London, and I talk very fast. And whenever I go to America, everybody comes up to me and says, "Are you from Australia?" <laughs> and I say, no, no, I'm not from Australia. I come from London. But very different. If you go up to kind of Manchester, it's very different, very different area. But I talk, <laughs> I'm from London, and I have a very strong South London accent. I'm very close to the Queen. The Queen talks like me, surely. Hey, I've been watching The Crown. I know more than you think I do. Okay? <laughs> and I'll, t- I'll tell you what. When she was riding those horses, you know. Oh, oh man. What, Wait, no. You'll be, you'll be beheaded if you come to England. You'll be beheaded if you go any further. No, no okay. No. I'm just letting you know. I lo- absolutely love The Crown. Hey, mm-hmm. Now, when they changed out who was uh, portraying the Queen and everybody else, that's when they lost me. That's when they lost me uh-huh. or whatever. But I, I enjoyed The Crown. I felt like I learned a lot. Well, we I- Hang on, Pat. She's 93 years of age. We couldn't have a hot 22. I'm just telling I understand that the show was written well and that's what they had to do creatively to you know replicate the whole thing but what I'm saying is with the way I operate as soon as we got a new queen it's like that ain't that ain't my queen nope. that ain't my queen right there so I was gone you know what I mean I, I you would feel the same way I'd hope right well we've had about 70 80 queens and kings in this country over the years so we have to deal with it it's, well, it's a life thing isn't it you know but i mean to be fair the crown is fantastic but you've got to just look at it in the uh, in context but if you, in, in our generation we've never known anything other than the queen have we? I mean, she's, she's been there for 93 years she's probably the only person alive who saw england win the tournament <laughs> <laughs> well we're betting rather large on england on friday i believe in the first half to win uh, the first half. Hopefully they do that. Uh, last question for me, then open up to the boys here, Nigel. And by the way, I have to tell you, yet again, it's real. A lot of fans in this office of you, Nigel. I hope you know that there's this... No, thank you. I appreciate it. No, the boys... I love, I love coming with you guys. I really appreciate all the work the boys and Hammer Dan do. I love coming on this show with them. And, I, you know, I really enjoy it. So thanks very much for having me on. Hey, can you say the name of that show again? Hammer Dan. Yeah. <laughs> so a South London man. Uh-huh. Doing Pittsburgh East. <laughs> People say this show doesn't have depth. Get out of here. How about that? Get out of here, dude. Uh, speaking of depth, uh, the other day you were going to potentially come on the show. I reached out to you, and you were you were at a tennis match having a day there. And then I think I read some things potentially on the internet. Uh, your day uh, on Monday was maybe fairy tale. Is that something that is accurate? And have you spoke about this yet? What did you do on Monday? And uh, is this something that you'll regret or tell the story for the rest of your life? Well, I've tried to tell the story to a couple of people already. They still don't actually believe it. But um, uh, it was it was surreal, Pat. I was um, we had a bet on a, on, a, on a game on court one, me and my friend. And we had tickets for Centre Court. Because of COVID, you could only watch Centre Court. You couldn't watch any other court. So the only way to watch Court 1 was uh, to buy a bottle of champagne and go into some champagne bar. So we went up to the top of the champagne bar and we could watch Court 1. So obviously, you can imagine the kind of people who go in there, this sort of uh, top end of establishment, quite wealthy. And it's me with a pair of shorts cheering on some uh, checkers. Go on, the checkers are back here, boy. <laughs> which, which didn't go down very well. Anyway, this uh, this, this, whoop, this young lady with chance, this woman, she was very nice. And she said to me, what do you do? And I said, oh, I'm... Uh, I'm, I'm in betting, and we've we bet this guy to win. She went, oh, very interesting. And uh, I said, oh, look, on the internet, I've got like 15,000 followers. I was showing off. I was going, look, look, I've got lots of followers. Look at me, look at me. <laughs> and I said, what do you do? And she said, oh, I'm in, the, I'm in the pub business. I'm in the drink business. 
I said, oh, that's fantastic. But I said, my friend is in the pub business. He's got a pub. During COVID, he's skinned. He's had to lay four people off. He's got no money. His pub's gone bust. Blah, blah, blah. I said, oh, it's terrible, terrible. I said, the same thing happened to you? She went, no, not really, not really. So I said, all oh, right. I said, what, 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 what pub? She said, we have a little beer that we sell across the world. I said, okay, what beer is it? She said, it's Heineken. <laughs> <laughs> she was, her, name, her name was Charlene Heineken. She was the richest woman in England. She's worth about $25 billion. It was a great grandfather's. And, and there, she, there she is there. And uh, there's me showing off my Twitter following and saying, yeah, yeah. And it was quite funny because uh, my, before I knew she was from Heineken, my wife come home from work and my phone started to bleep on my phone. And I was going, oh, look at that. That's my ring doorbell. To this lady? So this lady, that's just my ring doorbell. That's my house. Like, that's showing off. She's 15 billion pounds. That, that was the lady. So, and she was, but to be fair, to, to be, she was the most charming lady. I mean, she was. She spoke to us for forty-five minutes. What she thought of us at the end. But I probably had about eight Stellas, six beers, two bottles of champagne. I was sunburned. Look at the state me. Absolutely sunburned. And she's. But she was charming. But it was the most surreal sort of experience I've had for a long time. That's Apart like, from being over you guys, obviously. No, no, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Sorry that this is what two days later looks like for you. But like, <laughs> that's like an undercover boss situation. And by the way. Yeah. I think it's sweet that she was like probably excited to interact with people. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. That because, like you said, those people that are probably up in that room, those yeah. are the only people that are ever around her. Yeah. I would assume somebody like you in shorts go, "Come on!" <laughs> she has probably not yeah. talked to somebody like you in what years yeah. at this point. Ever, 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 <laughs> ever, ever. Yeah, ever. she, she was but probably, I think she, she even got the train home. She got the train home. It's like five dollars to get the train home. So she's she super anonymous, obviously, over there in England. Well, she, I did, well she, she, apparently she's the richest woman in England. And I, I the Queen is in England. Money. The Queen is she's, in yeah, England. She's, she's got more money than the Queen. <laughs> look at my <laughs> hey, look at my doorbell. <laughs> you're, you're showing her. That is awesome. That, that is why I think. I think we love you so much. Yeah. Uh, COVID Cowboy, Tom Diggs. <laughs> Nigel, sex tapes, Drew, Mbappe. Why, is, why do the French always go to stir stuff up? Why can't they just go out there and do what they do best and, and win games? Well, they, 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 do, they do do that well as well. They, you know, they do win games well. And last night they were, they were fantastic. I mean, any major tournament comes around. And these boys have got a bit of money. They're young. They're good looking. They're going to get in trouble, aren't they? It just depends. The news always comes oh, out they? stories like this at the, towards the end of the day. But uh, the French last night, I know they didn't really play to the best potential, but to go into Germany and to win one nil in Munich, uh, I know Pat thinks it's just a, it's just a, just a couple of hours oh, drive across the coast, <laughs> but it's, it's still quite. It's a very very tough place to go and win, and it was it was it set the, the the benchmark for the tournament, and I think the French will go on to do so much better, and they got so many more gears, and they could have won two or three really. They didn't have much, they didn't have as much possession as they should have done. But it's what you do with the ball at the end of the day, you know. And uh, I think the French, don't worry, French betters, we're, we're, we're in good shape. Allez, Lebeur. Hey, they're deep, huh? That's what Gumpy kept saying. Even if they get into a fight and there's sex tapes and collusion mm-hmm. and people are fighting and there's disarray, yeah. they're just a deep team. If you're, if, you're, if you're a football player or a soccer player in this, com- in this country as well, you haven't got a sex tape, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, I got it. Okay, what do you got, Gumpy? Yeah, Nigel, with that England lineup they started for the first game, kind of surprised some people. You think they change it at all or roll out the same lineup on Friday? I think, I think Gumpy, the thing was is that England went quite defensive because I don't think they felt that their, their, their back four 
defensively was strong enough, so they played two holding midfielders in Declan Rice and Calvin Phillips to protect them, to make sure that they didn't concede. Because I think Gareth Southgate realises now to win tournaments, you've got to win ugly like France did last night. You know, there's no point winning three, four, you've got to win one nil games. And I think that was what it's been. It's very hard to drop a player that's a surprise package like Calvin Phillips, who was the best player on the park. He was England's best player. So it's very, very hard. I think that England will play a similar kind of lineup. We may see Foden switch for Grealish. We may see Harry Maguire come back. But I think it's very hard to break up that midfield partnership in Rice and uh, and, uh, and are they going to win the first half or not, Nigel? Are they going to win the first half? Are they going to have? They'll win the. We're going to listen. I'm telling you this. We're going to win the first half. We'll win one or two nil. We'll win to nil. England will win. We'll get through to the next round. And as long as we don't play France, I'm happy. Here we go. It's coming yeah. on. It's coming on. Coming on. It's coming on. Coming on. Uh, Diggs just put up a picture of something, uh, and it was a sticker that said uh, "Believe." You know what I mean? <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, one of my favorite series of all time, I think, legitimately. I started watching it because I wondered how a commercial had become a potential series, and then I watched Ted Lasso for five minutes, ten minutes. 15 minutes, 20 minutes, then I got to episode two, then episode five somehow. And it was like, God damn, this shouldn't be as good as it is. Do you watch that show? Do English people hate that show? What are your thoughts on the big football stooge coming over there and leading FC Richmond uh, to hopefully a, yeah. a, a promise land? I, 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 I've watched it. I've watched it. I thought it was quite, I thought it was very funny. I thought it was very good. But it, has, it hasn't been well received in England, to be fair, because it's only on Apple TV, and not many people in this country have Apple TV. It has It's not. You can't watch it on any commercial channel. So the audience in the UK is very, very, very small. But uh, the get. You know the. You know the woman who um, plays the chairman, who's trying to get out of her ex-husband. Yeah. She lives across the street. Not right there. What? Yeah. Now this is right I should have told that to the Heineken woman. Yeah. <laughs> hey, she probably lives in the area as well. So you're telling me right across the street here is the lady. Yeah, yeah literally about about two blocks along from you. I see her at the train station. Okay, she's little. She's about she's about six foot two. She's big, tall. Really. She a great yeah. actress, by the way. Oh yeah. She's all yeah. the way in there. I, I didn't know if Ted was going to potentially start. You know, having feelings for her. I think that is going to be season two. What's going to happen? I can't wait for season two. Let's get it to England, by the way. I think they would enjoy that thing. What do you have, Connor? Yeah, Nigel, clearly you don't believe in the USA, you know, going into the World Cup, which makes sense because where you're at now, you kind of have to. But going forward, 2026, possibly even 2030, do you think the USA will win a World Cup? To perfect honest with you, I, I genuinely don't, but I think they'll compete. Right. I mean, you've got to look at all the big, the big nations in the world. Like the Spanish never won a World Cup for for many, many years until recently. You know, dominations. Neither but the one thing that you, you're going to have here in, in your in your home country after mm-hmm. the uh, after Qatar, it's going to be in America and Canada, and you're going to you've got a great Mexico. chance there with the conditions. <laughs> I think you're going to get a team that's going to compete semi-finals, quarter-finals. But to win it, you're going to have that little bit of special. But I'm talking 50, 60 years from now. <laughs> Yeah. I'm no. Oh, you fucking no. chill, Nigel. Nice. 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 You will. You don't know fuck you, you're gonna, This is a long-term project. When I mean long-term, I mean hey. really, really long-term. No. These types of predictions are embarrassing your neighbors. You hear me? The people that live right over there, yeah. these types of things. Listen, the thing is, when you turn around and say that you're going to tip America to the USA to win a World Cup in 60 years, whatever the equivalent of Twitter is in about... 
60 years time when you're 100 and said you can sell everyone. I told you that. Told you that. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, there's a lot of people that do that. I'm happy to hear the soccer sports <laughs> yeah, media yeah. does that as well. What do you have, Todd? Nigel, in England, do you guys give a shit about uh, Olympic soccer or like in Europe in general? Because they kind of hamstring it. And I think, you know, we can't even send a, a decent team. Like, does anyone else in the world actually give a shit about winning the gold medal in the Olympics? I think, I think obviously, uh, the Nigerians did in the African Nations Cup. And it was something that they did when they sent a lot of the young kids over, the 18, 19-year-old kids, to build a, a national team. The problem with over here is that they don't send an English team. Uh, we're a great British team. For the first time ever, we sent one in the World Cup when we held the Olympics here. It was like some kind of uh, thing they let special uh, sort of compensation that we allowed a great British side. So it was a mixture of Welsh, uh, Scottish and English play- uh, players who played. And the rule is, if we enter the team, you, you lose some kind of uh, affiliation with your national, the FA, the, the French, uh, sorry, the, the Welsh leagues and stuff like that. So from, from your answer to your question, it's not really important because we don't actually offer an English team. It's like a, a couple of Scottish players, a couple of Welsh players, a few English players. And it hasn't got that sense of uh, sort of uh, passion and, and patriotic support that a European Championship does because it's England against Scotland. Nigel, uh, we appreciate you so much for joining us. And uh, I hope you continue to live this incredibly awesome life with, you know, neighbors winning Oscars (laughs) and billionaires having drinks with you. We appreciate you so much for joining us and uh, have an incredible Euros, pal. Yeah, and you guys got to be good. Keep up the good work, lads, and I'll speak to you soon. Thanks very much for having me. Hey, 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 you know, you oh. sound like you're Australian there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, ladies and gentlemen, Nigel Sealy. Thank hey, you. Hey, you know, Joe. Joe. Hey, so sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know it's time that you see your lawn thrive this summer with your own custom lawn care plan from Sunday. Hell yeah. Sunday is more than just a lawn care product. It is a custom lawn care plan with a variety of ways to help you grow a beautiful lawn, control weeds, and remove pests. Oh, that's huge. They take out all the guesswork and unwanted chemicals so you can grow a beautiful lawn that's better for people, pets, and the planet. Triple P there. Love that. Um, We absolutely love our Sunday lawn care. Ty, your lawn is looking impeccable. Yeah, I had a lot of crabgrass, and they helped me deal with it. See, the thing about Sunday lawn care is you go to getsunday.com, you put in your home address, and then they have a free lawn, like... Analyzer, almost. Bingo. Mm -hmm. So you're not just getting the same thing that somebody with a different earth underneath them is getting. No, no. This is a personalized, customized, special lawn care... Uh, for the type of lawn that you have for instance ours were very different because we don't we're not neighbors so you know your topsoil is maybe a little bit different than mine is and they know that because of the science and studies of rocks and all this other stuff that you don't know about that i don't know about but it has made a massive difference with our lawn Mm -hmm. with our piece of planet earth that we have yeah sunday lawn has helped us out a lot analyzed it knew exactly what to do to maximize it GetSunday.com, obviously, is where you're headed. Sunday uses soil and climate data to create a tailored nutrient plan so you get all the stuff your lawn needs and nothing it doesn't. Sunday is made with the ingredients that you can actually pronounce, like seaweed, iron, 
molasses and more so you can grow better and feel better about it let sunday take the guesswork out of growing a greener more beautiful lawn this summer get sunday.com slash pat and get twenty dollars off your custom lawn plan at checkout that's g-e-t-s-u-n-d-a.com slash b-a-t twenty dollars off your custom lawn plan at checkout uh get sunday.com slash pat shout out to sunday by the way thank you Making us all look a lot more adult-like around our neighbors. Mm-hmm. No one likes having a shitty yard. You don't want to be that guy. Never. Mm-hmm. Bingo. Back to the show. Uh, as we set up the microphone here for our guest that is in studio, um, it's not Miles Teller joining us, by the way. Nah. A lot of people thought potential Mai Tai stopping by. Uh, Miles Teller's not in the studio. We wish he was. A lot of people thinking maybe maybe it's uh, somebody that works in L.A. in the sports business. That is not it. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now, a man who has uh, been in Hollywood for 33 years. Jeez. Allegedly, now we will have to get to the story here. Allegedly, one of the people that Ari Gold from Entourage, uh, super agent, Vince's agent, mm-hmm. was modeled after, uh, ladies and gentlemen, from CAA, Jeff Jacobs. Yeah! yeah! You have to move that microphone in front of you a little bit there. Woo! Yeah, perfect. Uh, Jake is the name, right? Yes. 32 years in Hollywood. Um, obviously, we're potentially going to do business together, good business together, great business together, obviously. And we had been talking for a few months. Quarantine, he was locked down. Mm-hmm. We were locked down. He made his first trip out here to Indiana to say hello to us. What a day, boys. So what a day. What a day. Hey, he walked here, too, through the streets, yeah. got that nitro brew. Wow. He came in, looked outside, first time seeing him in real We'd seen the photos. Hey. You've lost weight. Yeah, the internet, the internet did not really do you just. You look good over yeah. there. Come in, and what do we do? We just start peppering <laughs> yeah. with Hollywood questions. Uh, you rep Jimmy Fallon. I believe uh, Mr. Baldwin's in there at some point. Uh, I think uh, Lauren, Lauren Michael. Lauren Michael, I believe. Like, you are the guy, 33 years. Thank you so much for literally coming in. Like, legitimately. Hey, thanks for making yeah, it. Hey, we appreciate it. Thanks appreciate for making it. Thank, thank you for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. And uh, uh, as you did say, we, we've been locked down in Los Angeles. And... Uh, this is uh, the first uh, business trip, and uh, I took a red eye last night for the first time in uh, over two years. And uh, for people who fly the red eyes, you know, the red eye from L.A. to Indianapolis is not really a red eye. It's like a hop. It's like a mini nap. So Yeah, three and uh, a half, four hours. Yeah, three, it was easy. It was 3.20 last night with Tailwind. So. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, I did not know we were that close to L.A., wow, by the way. No. Hopefully, uh, I don't know. Hey, listen. I'm all about global warming and all that, but mm. if it's going to give us tailwinds from L.A. to India, and then maybe it could flip back yeah. around in India to L.A. Yeah, not bad. That would be fantastic to get out there. We do appreciate you coming out here. No, it's, it's awesome to be here, and it's a lot of fun to, to see meet you in person. We've been uh, talking on the phone and, and videoing for a bunch of months. It's fantastic to be here. It's fantastic to meet the crew and see the operation, and I'm sure they're going to have plenty of things to say and ask me and uh, you know uh, and uh, I did walk here and, and, and I have been here a few times and I told you when I came in when you come from the airport and you see Lucas Field you know for any sports fan just to see that in person big you know it's with, big with, with, with you know when Peyton and, and you played the Colts and no, then all no, the no. Final Fours that you know were always there and just 
Lucas Field has become one of those places. If you're a sports fan, you just you know when yeah. someone says Lucas Field, Lucas Oil Stadium, Lucas Oil, yeah. right? Like, yeah, you know. but what you were saying. Right. Yeah, by the way, this is yeah, we got the sentiment. Yeah. It, it, I mean, you hammered it home a little right. bit yeah. late there, so it kind of went a different way. Right. But I understand what you're saying because you are a college basketball fan, big yes. time college basketball fan. Uh, you enjoy that, but normally not in the sports world, right? Mm-mm. So the way he and I got linked up basically is because in our particular world, there's not a lot of humans that are like us, right? There's not a lot mm-hmm. of shows that are like us. There's not a lot of things like us. We have scripts that are written. I mean, there is a lot of things like that come out of this very stupid office and we got a chance to chat with you and we googled you obviously uh and anybody that's going to do business with us like obviously we have to know who they are and everything like that and it's nice to meet you but man you hey, you have some legendary fucking stories about you i mean the fact that ari gold which is almost basically the blueprint for what we're kind of doing right now mm-hmm. now a couple of my boys from back home three of them uh and then a new batch of dudes basically that we're that i'm friends with and we just kind of do that whole thing are you just a fucking maniac in those meetings are you are, nah. were you the one that was firing the paintball gun were <laughs> no. you the one that was firing? why is it is that because you're just energetic you're everywhere because you have a great assistant that you can just chew out and mow down <laughs> or it's because you know vince was on a mentos commercial and then he That's was right. starring a med ian is that why that whole thing well uh well entourage uh um you know, should I just go there? Is that yeah, yeah, please. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. so first of all, all, all credit on Entourage has to go to Doug Allen, uh, who created the show, who was the writer. You know um, him? Yeah, so Doug Allen, we, we, this is totally true. We went to the same summer camp in upstate New York in the Berkshires. He was a, he was a camper of mine. Feels like this uh, happens. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so it, it, classic classic Jewish geography, okay, in the, in the simplest <laughs> form. Coastal, coastal Jewish geography. And um, Doug was a camper. And when uh, he, he's younger than I, he came to Hollywood. We got in business together, and I was I was one of his agents. He had an idea for a show uh, with his then manager Steve Levinson, and uh, it was when Doug originally pitched it. I, I remember we, I was uh, I was at we were having lunch, and uh, restaurant's not there anymore. It's called it was called the Manhattan Wonton Company. It was a Chinese restaurant. It was a new old style New York style Chinese restaurant that a guy opened to replicate what he ate on Sunday nights when he was growing up, and it became sort of a popular spot. And he, they laid this show out, and obviously a lot of it is inspired by Mark Wahlberg and Mark's yeah. mm-hmm. uh, you know, crew, but Doug at that time was very, very close friends with David Schwimmer, uh, who at the time was at the height of the Friends situation when oh, Friends yeah. was being watched by 35, 40 million people a night, which is sort of an incredible amount of people if you think about it. Yeah, that's a lot. That's yeah. uh, NFC Championship. Right, yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was really supposed to look at sort of, you know, the the, 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 the culture that existed around, you know, stars, right? And what, what happened when you were with the star and what happened, you know, when you were not. And, and the original idea was, and Doug will have his own version of this, but my takeaway was when you rolled with the star, you know, you, you, you had access to private planes and access and restaurants and clubs. And when you weren't with the star and, you know, you were, you know, going on a date or you were, you know, trying to do things, you didn't have those things, right? And you didn't have free access and the right tables and people weren't sending food over to your table. And it was supposed to be the look at sort of the two worlds. It, it ultimately morphed, Doug, Doug took it creatively, you know, more into sort of the world around, you know, a star. Obviously, Mark Wahlberg is the inspiration for it. A lot of people ask me, a lot of people get written when Doug wrote the original treatment, um, you know, which I have in a file cabinet in my office, which I'm looking forward to going back to in July. Uh, my name is in the original treatment as sort of the, the, the impetus for the Ari Gold character. And, and the truth of the matter is, by the time it got developed, and it took... It took a year and a half to two years for, for, the, for the project to come to fruition. Doug reworked it, reworked it. They had Sex in the City on HBO at the time, if you remember. Yeah, it, was yeah. a, it was a female buddy comedy. 
Yeah. And HBO was looking. Arliss had been off the air, if you remember Arliss. Uh, show with Robert Great Roll. show. Nah, nah, no, no, but, just, but then it was <laughs> they wanted to have a male buddy comedy show on HBO. So it's perfect. So this was the idea, and uh, and originally uh, when Doug developed it, you were really never going to see the Vince character. It was going to be about E and the guys, and it was always supposed to be. And then they realized you had to see Vince, right? You had to see the star. Yeah. And uh, uh, Mark Wahlberg uh, was represented uh, at the time by R. Emanuel, uh, who who runs uh, you know Endeavor. And I represented Doug, and we all took the meeting together. And the original character's name in the first couple drafts was Ari Jacobs. Your last name, his first right, name. Exactly. Wow. And uh, we both had to sign releases with Business Affairs of HBO uh, that they could use our name. To- just totally true. And then they just and, kicked you out. And, and, and Mark and, Wahlberg. And, 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 oh, man. Oh, man. Why did I know this was going to happen when I got into this? No, story, no, 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 like no, but I will and, say that's fucking awesome. And yeah. that was just a small part of our research about you whenever we were thinking about getting into business because Entourage, by the way, is a show that literally inspired me. And also, I think it taught a lot of people about what Hollywood was potentially like for people that didn't want to maybe move to Hollywood, but had potential, you know, interest in that world. It was a fucking great show. To, um, you know, and, and Doug deserves the credit and to Jeremy Piven's credit. Um, when, when the original deal was made, he was not a series regular. He was a recurring mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. And so they did not have him under contract uh, for all the episodes. And right from the pilot, um, he just obviously chewed up the screen and his, his, uh, his performance. And there's a scene in the pilot, if you remember, where, um, where him and E meet for sushi, if you go mm-hmm. back to the yeah. pilot episode. And it's at that moment when you see the pilot, you're like, okay, the show may be supposed to be about Vince and supposed to be about E, but... You're watching. You're watching. You can't take your eyes off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, that was, he's supposed to be Ari Jacobs. <laughs> right. Yeah, but, but, right. But Jeremy, Damn it. You know, Jeremy won. I think three Emmys. I think you something know, like two, that. Yeah. Two or three Emmys for best supporting All right, actor. So, so we have to get to Jay Glazer, another incredible Hollywood figure, obviously, uh, here on the other side of this break here, and as our one wraps up here. Um, but whenever you think about flying to Indiana to potentially do business with uh, me and this crew, and whenever you size that next to you know Doug Ellen right. Uh, entourage yeah. and uh, yeah. Jimmy Fallon Lord Michael Lord Michael's doing everything what is your initial thought just walking into the office this morning we got about a minute here I'll do it quick uh, the reason I came here and wanted to see and I told you this was you know in my job you got to see it and touch it to understand like what's going on right you can't do it from a screen uh, we've all gotten very efficient in COVID but it's not the same thing as being out in the world and seeing people do their thing and uh, I came here because you guys are, you're not onto something, it's happening, it's going on. And, and so I just wanted to see it and uh, meeting, your, meeting the crew and meeting the guys. And I'm sure they're going to have plenty of crap. And I'm going to get, <laughs> I'm going to get crap about the fact that I asked someone to throw a, 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 a wet, sweaty Starbucks cup yeah, out. Me. And, and I was like, oh, that is Ari Goldie. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought I was being polite because I was raised by parents appropriately that I didn't want to just leave junk on your bar out there. <laughs> He, of out, course, dude. your guy here, of course, has turned it on me that I'm some Hollywood guy. I thought I was a human, but, you know, what do I know, right? So, uh, you know, and I'm sure my children are watching this right now thinking to myself, uh, thank God, you know, dad, dad wasn't, I think that grandma and grandpa didn't raise an animal and stuff like that. <laughs> well, <laughs> hour one's wrapped up. Thanks for throwing that away. Hey, anytime, yeah, anytime, anytime, Hard. Hard. Back on the other side. We are uh, still live on YouTube right now. Okay, so we're off on Sirius. But I would like to get your thoughts immediately upon walking. Like, while you walked over here, 
you know, as you were walking here. And then as soon as the door opens, because I saw you pull the door and then it took us a little bit to, took for me to open that door. You like looked around, which everybody does, by the way, because our, you know, our front of our office is pretty hilarious looking. <laughs> yeah. uh, but as soon as the door opens and you see this with everything you've accomplished, literally, did you ever think like, the fuck did I do wrong? <laughs> did, did that ever happen when no, you walked in not, here? No, 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 not at all, not whatsoever. The, the truth, well, first of all, uh, as I told you, I walked. Uh, as you know, I if I, I during the pandemic, one of the things I've done, you, your comment, and you know, I've lost weight. I walk a lot, as you know, since we talk on the phone quite a bit in the morning when I walk. So uh, to get out and walk after red eyes, I've always learned is great experience just to get the body moving, and ah. then uh, you know to, to pound the nitro brew, which yeah. you've talked about. The <laughs> hey, smooth I'm nitro somebody sent it to me. It has nitrogen in it, just like Guinness. It's a stout, not a lager. Right. Ooh. They only sell your grande because it's sort of extra, and but I get it in a venti cup and I pour it over ice. I can never have too much ice in any ice beverage for myself personally. Yeah, bingo, yeah. especially when the ice gets small. Yeah, okay, right. don't come through the cup. Right, yeah. I, mean, I see you drink a Trenta. You drink the big, the gigantic one and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, two yeah. of them a day. Right. No liquid cane sugar. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's what I'm um, healthy. No, no. Oh, I, I, uh, when, when I walked over here and you told me it was sort of a, a, a an old building or a warehouse that had been re, you know, re, reformatted. Yeah. So I knew it had a, it was going to have a clubhouse feel, I, I, but I, I didn't know exactly you know what it was. But you've shot videos and I've seen the basketball court. And uh, I actually was on a, a clip that you put out uh, 10 days ago. I yeah. was on an audio feed. We were on the phone. Yeah. And you posted it. And I, I made it clear to you that I hadn't given approval for my audio track <laughs> you know, to be on your Twitter feed. And you were like, what are you talking about? Um, so, um, no, I, 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 as I said to you, and, and I said to you last week, and I said, I, I, in my, I've been there 33 years. And I know for myself, and everyone's different, you know. For me, you got to go out and see and touch and feel and listen and pay attention. What do you say to people about it, literally? About? Like, but just us, because I've been on a couple convos alongside yeah. you. You have put me into conversations, by the way, that all of us think are ridiculous and I should not be in. So we're very thankful for the people that you have, you know, had me. And it's inevitably going to help all of us forever, you know, including my family. So, like, I appreciate you a lot. But being in the business for 33 years... I don't understand how you can understand what we do better than a lot of the young people we have worked with that don't fully get it either. Like this is, I feel like we're a very different operation. Now granted, Barstool is Barstool. We're a different operation than Barstool, although I learned a lot from Dave and Erica and Big Cat and PFT and KFC and everybody over there. We got a chance to learn a lot from people over there. But we're not the same as them either. And OutKick just got sold. We're nowhere near the same as them as a business because they're a blog, a website, we're a show basically that has other shows the ability for you to kind of figure it out i think is probably why you've been around for 33 years but i want to let you know like we appreciate the people that you've put us in conversations well, i don't know how the fuck you get those conversations to happen and they will come out in a documentary someday <laughs> but like, i don't know how you get these people to take time to talk to me but i really do i really do appreciate it well you know. it's, that's very nice of you to say that's uh, uh it's very generous of you to say it's uh well I'll, I'll give you three quick things and then i'll shut up and let you you know do do, do the rest of the show because you your, your fans and your viewers and your listeners don't need to listen to me blather. Yeah, but this will be ripped 10 years from now for a doc. So okay. this is so very well, First of all, I'd say that, 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 yeah, is, true is, is that uh, I had parents who, um, who helped make me very curious. Um, you know, and, and uh, I read newspapers and, and we went to sporting events and we watched TV and we argued at our dinner table and uh, we were actually allowed to curse at our dinner table, which all my friends thought was hilarious. I'm 57, so this oh, is like yeah. not as modern a day. And um, we, we, we lived outside of, I was telling the guys, I, lived, I grew up outside of New York in 
uh, town of Fly, New Jersey, which is just outside a commuter suburb. We went to the theater and we were in the city a lot. So, so my parents spurred curiosity in me, you know, and just be curious. Number two is I've always loved media. I've always been a consumer. I've always been like an avid reader, watcher. I always loved TV, movies. I just like consuming everything, radio. I just liked it, you know, and, um, you know, and then the third thing is, you know, I was, it is going to sound corny and you're going to make fun of me and your guys are going to, uh, <laughs> you know, I wanted to be a sportscaster growing up. That's what, well, no, I wanted to play for the New York Knicks when I was growing up. Walt Frazier was my guy. And then when you're 10 years old, you realize, oh, my mom's five feet tall. There's not a lot of white Jewish guys who play for the Knicks, right? So, you, <laughs> you know, you give that up quickly. self-awareness. Right, you know. And you're so, curious. But. Right. And uh, so then I, I, I went to Northwestern and I have a master's in journalism. And I, I wanted to be Marv Albert. Because Marv Albert, when I was growing up, was the voice of WNBC, 6 and 11 News, this before ESPN, voice of the Knicks and Rangers. He had the greatest job of all time, Marv Albert. And I tried to be a sportscaster. I went around the country, small places that many people, Wheeling, West Virginia, Medford, Oregon, Bangor, Maine, people, places, people where I grew up, never went. Knocked on news directors' doors, didn't get a job. I'd probably be in like Market 81 Green Bay fighting you to talk to Aaron Rodgers if I had been successful. I would have really? been good at it. You would have won, by the way. It did not happen. A 24 and a half inflection moment, go to law school or go, and I moved to LA and people said, I got great advice. People said, if you don't know what you want to do, you go, go to an agency. Now, back then, a big agency, CA was, you know, the second or third biggest agency. We had 120 people. And I got there, I got a job, been there 33 years, and we've been allowed to just go and this is, this is to answer your question long-winded, go get in business with talented people who are great storytellers and then figure out how the hell that works against the world. If you represent talented people who are great storytellers in our business, in our company, you, ask, you meet interesting people and then you start moving people together and you create opportunities. So I, I was fortunate and lucky. Well, I want to let you know I appreciate you. Uh, very thankful for you. Hopefully, we can continue to tell very dumb stories and hopefully grow this thing. But there are conversations that you have put me in uh, with people that I could have never ever fathomed. Uh, I wear to to let everybody know. I do wear tank tops in these things. I do wear uh, jorts in these conversations. I assume that's the first that you have experienced in that entire biz. What I would say to you is that. Um, and I've been married for 26 years in a month, and my wife is our CEO. My wife at times does re- refer to you as Tank. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, tell your wife I said hello. Right. Can I wait to meet right. her right. one time? And she's uh, the CEO. She runs it. So when she says stuff, we listen in our family. And if my kid, I know my son's watching while he's working, and my girls may be listening. But uh, no, tell her the pipes do not burst. Here's what I'll leave you with. The world today, this is the great part of our job. The great part of my job is the world has changed so much that the possibilities are endless. Yeah. That, and, and you guys are doing a version of that yourself, and that's what's exciting. Well, I know that's corny, but that's the truth. I mean, you live in Hollywood, so some of it is going to be a bit corny. But we appreciate the hell out of you, ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Jacobs. Yeah! Thank you for having me. Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to the show. The fact you allow us to penetrate your ear holes Monday through Friday, we can't thank you enough for. Appreciate you guys. Thank you so, so much. You're the best. People say that you're not the best. They're lying. They're wrong. When you look in the mirror, I want you to see somebody that is the way we see you, and that's an awesome human. The best. When you go to bed tonight, and I don't know if you're using a pillow or just lying flat on your back with no pillow like some weirdo, but if that's how you sleep, that's how you sleep. I want the last thought to go through your head is, you're fucking cool, dude. I'm a good guy or gal. We appreciate what you do for us. 
You help us out immensely. I hope we can do a little bit of that in return. Hashtag end of pod squad. We're still giving away money. Ty's picking through Twitter. Uh, we're back, Mignogna, with somehow a bigger show than today. Yeah, didn't think that was possible. Somehow. Be a friend, tell a friend. Ty, please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful hump night. Hey. Hey, hump, hump night. night. Hey, what day is it? Hump day. All right, see you. See you tomorrow.